0: Hi, this is Ali Ciardo in the Photo Field Notes podcast. And today's episode was actually from last spring, but I'm bringing it back because it's all about goal setting. And I love indulging in the whole process of New Year's goals and a lot of the things that Molly talks about. I actually took kind of what I learned from Molly in terms of setting like not totally goals, it'll all make sense when you listen to it. It's just a really good process for kind of resetting and getting ready for the new year. So I also said this in my last, when I published this earlier this year, If you are a man, and I know there are men out there listening to this podcast, I know that Molly, she generally speaks to women, and her community is mostly women. But don't let that discourage you. There's a lot of great information here for you two men, so (laughs) don't worry. So anyway, I'm going through Molly's holiday council right now, so I've just been like sitting down on my big old couch in the basement and drinking eggnog the last few days and writing a bunch of stuff down, and I feel like it's been very enlightening. It's really helping me just kind of like... Reflect and plan and get, you know, shed things that I don't need to be focused on and really concentrate on what I do want to focus on. So it's really fun. And I think it's a great time to listen and consider and put this process in place. So without further ado, here's Molly. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes Podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hi everybody, this is Ali Sciardo and today I'm talking with Molly Mehar, who runs an online community for women called StrataJoy. And before we jump in, and she can tell you a little bit more about what she does... I just want to say this woman is amazing I have gone through one of the courses that Molly runs and we'll talk about that a little bit later and she's just such an inspiration so such a great big ball of positive energy and I knew that I needed to have her on because as photographers there are so many things that we go through and transitions that we go through and we just she's just got a lot of words of wisdom and inspiration for us so Molly great to have you how are you doing
1: I am so good, Allie. Thank you for having me. And I know I have no photography advice, but there are so many other things that go on when you're doing your own thing. I can't wait to see. you
0: today. Exactly. (laughs) We are not talking about photography at all. We are talking about, I just, I think it ties so well into life as a photographer. There's so many feelings that we run into. There's transitions that we run into. There's feelings of comparison and feelings of, am I enough? And trying to define success for ourselves. And that's why I think where you plug in so well. Absolutely.
1: Hello. Yeah. Any creative entrepreneur. Yes, Yes.
0: exactly. So first thing, okay, why don't you start by telling, telling listeners a little bit more about StrataJoy and what you do with StrataJoy?
1: Absolutely. So I am obsessed with this idea that there is an intersection between authenticity, joy, and community. So StrataJoy was built out of my own quarter life crisis when I was, I think I was 26 working a sales job at a sexy boutique hotel, like my dream job, wearing a suit, drinking a lot of giant lattes from Starbucks and said, what the am I doing with my life? And needed to figure that out and needed to be surrounded with other people who were going through some sort of, you know, existential crisis with me. And I couldn't find anything. You know, Q, drinking lots of wine, being really (laughs) upset about my Ivy League degree that I wasn't going to use, selling everything I owned and going on a trip, but coming back saying, I'm going to create that space where we can talk about those hard places in our life and reinvent what our world looks like. So that's how I was born, and it's been... God, what? I probably have known you for five years or something. So oh, I think it's been
0: eight years. way longer. I don't even know. We met when I lived in Chicago, and I... Let's see. I... Lived in Ch- I moved away from Chicago in January of 2011, so it's been a long time. <laughs> went way back. Okay.
1: So, yeah, you were probably there at the beginning. Woo! Yes. And it's, you know, it's evolved as I've evolved. I had two kids. I got married. I um, had a couple of moves in there myself. But this idea that we can practice joy amidst the messy world still fuels me. It is still what drives the communities that I build and the courses that I teach and the events that I throw, that we can learn how to do these hard things and gain clarity and meaning and fulfillment from our own version of life. That requires a lot of practice and a lot of support.
0: yeah okay well let's jump into i think first when you talked about i think so many people listening can probably relate to that feeling that you had working in the full-time job (laughs) because a lot of people listeners either are also they're working a part-time job while trying to go full-time in photography or they're just kind of in that in that constant pursuit of growth and and happiness and finding the right place so Can you talk a little bit about that, you know, going into a transition and realizing, A, maybe you're not completely happy in where you are, and B, how do you get to that point? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sort of like, what is the point of life? Like, how do we get (laughs) to happiness? But what are some strategies that you recommend for people to kind of deal with that when they're looking at their life and they're like, this is not what I want it to be? not
1: what I signed up for. Yes.
0: Well, I think that even recognizing and
1: giving voice to the, the conflict happening in yourself is the first place because there are tons of people that will just shove that down and ignore it and go about life because, you know, bills got to get paid and life's got to be lived and there's all sorts of adulting tasks. So that, that you are even listening to that call that you want something different or something more for your world, that is the place to start second step, start doing it. So for you all listening, if you want to be a photographer, start taking photos, right? There's honestly no other way to be a photographer other than taking the photos. I'm going to say this to anyone. I want to be a writer. I dream about writing. Like, awesome. When do you write? I want to be a coach. That's so cool. Who do you coach? Like that? Do it. Like put the identity on. You're not going to market or plan or you know, business strategize your way to this new identity for yourself, you have to start doing it.
0: Well, that's good because I mean I've I've found myself in times when I can plan and I'm like, oh, this whatever project or this thing, it's gonna be great. You know, this podcast, for instance, just even I took a break when I had my second daughter and I think in my head I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do it. it's gonna be great. But it was really easy to plan it and it was really, really hard to actually start doing it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in the same boat, <laughs> the same butt of those things, but I rely on this little phrase, clarity comes from action. So even though I do a lot of planning and a lot of dreaming and scheming, and you know this, even you know, pieces of my program are built on the idea of Let's get quiet enough and create enough space to think about what's next, which I also think is a vital step. But then having said plan, you have to be taking action or you'll learn nothing because they're guesses. We're guessing what we think is going to make us happy until we actually start doing it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this might be a funny transition, but I do think, like you said, you do have to do that planning before you get into the action or in tandem with taking that action. So one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because I've always really loved how you approach this is actually setting those goals. So then you can take action on them. And I think the key is setting goals that you can take action on and like, you know, (laughs) putting it in a way that you will take action on it. Because I think so many of us will just write down goals and then, and I'm guilty of this. And then maybe forget to look at it until the next year where then we're like, oh yeah, did I do that? I don't know. I didn't ever check in on it. So can you talk a little bit about some of these strategies that you use for, so just like pulling these goals out of your head and also just like what those goals even look like? Because I know you are a little bit different where you're not necessarily just like writing the straight list of what you want your Mm -hmm. life to look like. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, yes, I mean, that's, we call it the holiday council over in my world and God, I've been running it for eight years now. Every December, we gather online and go through this process that gives me a theme word for the year. It gives me what I call ways of being, things I want to feel. So, and they change. My big life values don't change, but who I am in any given year or what I'm concentrating on definitely shifts depending where I am in my business, depending where I am in my motherhood journey. And I think we sometimes give ourselves forget to give ourselves permission to to pay attention to what we need in this season of life. Like I remember way back at the beginning of strategy I, strategy, I had a year that my theme word was go big. And I always want my theme to be like the answer to any question that comes up. And it was it was back when I was scared and I, I literally was crying like every other day because I was in that scary piece where I, I still had a full-time job, but I was pushing my side hustle pretty hard. I wasn't making any money. I don't know what I thought I was pushing. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was adopting this identity yeah you're working um, as out this it an entrepreneur of this coach, totally, and having go big at that time meant say yes to the speaking opportunity It said yes to bringing business cards to my hairdresser. It was yes to writing the blog post that felt like really controversial to me. just go big and it and it made sense for that year, and it was such a perfect place to push myself out of comfort zone, and then I'll cycle into years that need to be a reminder of gratitude or or a year again with all the transition having babies you know moving there's definitely been years I think one was treasure and one was relish which were they weren't go big years they weren't I'm going to activate all these new things they were hey Molly your life is pretty sweet like why don't you just pay attention to it
0: it's really I love hearing what your words were the years that you had kids because I have to admit and so I always kind of have, have done that and had a word and maybe I kind of like Got a little bit lazy with it last year because my word was like survive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, survival is a it? totally okay, cool. tiny human. I'm... And it was it was my way of reminding myself. And yeah, of course, it was enjoying those moments. But it was my way of reminding myself that I didn't have to take on anything big or new that year. That I just needed to like just kind of like come home and enjoy my family. So I think even though that sounds funny, it actually really helps me to stay to stay sane and not feel like I had to be out there growing like crazy. I didn't feel guilty about it because I had given myself permission by saying, yeah, it's just a year of survival. It's just a year of
1: survival. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. I think I had a year that was essential. And I said, if it doesn't have to do with my family, my business or my health, which I I mean, those are pretty big things anyway, but literally I didn't worry about, Oh, am I creatively fulfilled right now? Am I like building new friendships? How's my relationship with my higher power? I was like, "Mm, business, health, family. That's it. That's all I can handle. And it was, it was a good reminder. Just Yeah,
0: it does help. It totally (laughs) helps. I love the word. So yeah. So first thing I think just coming up with the word to, just to kind of come back to and reflect on is really helpful. So, okay. I know that we are into, we're, we're into spring at this point here in Michigan. And, um, I know that a lot of people will set their goals around the new year, but because we're into the year and this is kind of the time, or probably, let's be honest, even earlier in the year is really the time where people start to fall off of their goals a little bit or Mm -hmm. forget what their goals are a little bit. Can we dive a little bit more into that process just a little bit? So if somebody is feeling like, yeah, I kind of wrote some goals down. I don't remember what they were. I know I want to, I know I need to reflect on this and I need to get them down so that I can then just feel clarity so that I can take action yeah. beyond that word what do you recommend that they do well so you have to you have to revisit. okay
1: wait, let me say this two ways there are definitely people that are going to stick their word their goals or whatever in the drawer and they are going to feel great about that they're going to say let's see how these manifest in my life and I'm just going to you know I am not that person <laughs> whatsoever Uh, so for me, I have to be keeping them in front of mind. I have to have people know what they are. I have to be revisiting them in my routines that are already established. My husband is like obsessed with reading, you know, stories of how great thinkers do things or like the daily habits of, you know, whatever he's got, that giant Tim Ferriss book, whatever it's called. (laughs) It's like a thousand pages of like people's world. Anyway, one of the things that is really, really, really common Everyone and every speaker I've ever heard on stage, every single freaking morning, they read their goals. They read them out loud. They touch them. They bring all of their senses into reminding themselves, this is what I'm working on. And even if it's not to set you like, what are my daily goals? It is just a reminder to yourself, to the universe. This is why. This is why we work so hard. This is why I'm working a job in a daily hustle. This is why I'm paying for that coaching or that photography class like this. This is where we're headed. So it's part of my daily routine. Um, I, you know, do a quick daily pages. I'm running a program called Reclamation right now, and I sent them a giant book of 300 pages, most of which are daily pages to write in. Every month only has 20, so that you can have a feeling of success. You know, 20 out of 30, doing great. But having a touchstone of your theme word, of your goals, of how you're honoring. I love the question: How am I going to honor? you know, what am I going to say? Or how am I going to honor one of my words, one of my ways of being today? And then I think having some sort of group, I build circles. This is what I do. Communities that support each other and your mastermind group or your local photography group or whatever that is for you, they have to know what you're working on. You have to be reporting back to someone outside of yourself, especially if you're an obliger, have you ever taken the Gretchen Rubin quiz? Four yeah. Tendencies. Oh no, my no, God. Everybody listening, take Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz. I think the book is better than before. It's her book about habits. All right. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. Oh my God. It is so helpful to find out what your like, who do you need to be held responsible to? Some people can really do it for themselves. Some people have to do it to someone else.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it's all coming back to me. It was the world domination summit some where we talked about that and yes, and I am an obliger and absolutely. (laughs) Yes. You need
1: external accountability. Yes. Okay. So
0: yeah. So basically what that means is like, I like to, if I'm remembering, it's been a while, but I like to please people. And so I, yeah, I do better when I have someone else to like hold myself accountable to. That's the way that I do best. Yes. Oh my gosh. So So it's coming back.
1: Yeah. You need the group. You need the mastermind. You need, I mean, In my program, we do a quarterly check-in call. So
0: even if you haven't actually looked anything,
1: you know, after three months, we have a big call where we ask ourselves, are we being the person we want to be? Are we doing what we want to do? Are we feeling the way we want to feel? And then we go through our goals that we set and we set the new ones for the next quarter. So, you know, there's a process to it, but anything like that will work. I personally am a rebel with a good deal of questioner in me. So for me, I don't want to be held accountable. Like if you tell me to do something, I don't want to do it anymore. If I tell myself to do something, I don't want to do it anymore. It really sucks to be a rebel in some ways, <laughs> but this idea of having an identity. I want to be someone who does yoga. I am someone with an inspiring morning routine, like attaching it like that instead of saying 21 days of yoga in a row, like I'll, I will rebel against that and never do it. So I, you learn those things from that book that I really find like practically useful.
0: Well, and also, let's go into that writing things down. So for me, I know, and this may just be my personality, I I know I've talked with other photographers locally who find that they find reflection in different places. So one talked about how he would record himself on the way, wherever he was driving, he would just talk into and record into, you know, whatever he had, his phone maybe. And for me, I found that writing things down was so just like so big and helpful. So I don't know. I guess I don't really have a question along with that. I just found that writing is really great.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a writer and that's the, I mean, I wouldn't identify as a writer. I don't write for, I guess I write for my business. Any entrepreneur does, but uh, that is how I am most connected to myself as well. If it spins around in my head, it will drive me crazy. I have to get it out. And the way I get it out is through journaling, guided journal prompts. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, writing my think- by- way. Yeah, it's like, whether it's writing or or speaking personally alone, speaking with others, whatever it is, I think taking the time to do that reflection is, you know, that's key. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So one more topic I want to get into before we talk about all the awesome things you're doing and, and where people can find you is this feeling of comparison that is mm-hmm. so common among photographer photographers and this feeling of am I enough and um, just, you know, looking at I, I think it's just too easy to look at other people when you're a business owner in general and especially a photographer because everybody's putting out this beautiful work and <laughs> working with clients yeah. and and it's just it can be it can be a lot to take on. And I think it took me a long time to really get into a place where I felt really good about just uplifting everybody and, and not having those feelings every day. Um, but how do you, I mean, how do we deal with that? Yeah.
1: Well, there's so many different angles that I want to try to address. So let me see if I can do it. <laughs> All right, Molly, you can do just...
0: this <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm throwing a lot. Of no, anything. no, it's huge. I mean, and this
1: is for, it's not just photographers. This is for humans, yes. but I can see the very specific piece of your work. I mean, what you produce in a picture is your work leads to even higher levels of easy comparison because you see other people's work. Whereas you can't tell what I do in a client session. Yeah. So it, it's not as easy to compare yourself yeah. in my I think you have to remember a couple of things. One is that, well, one, jealousy or comparison tells you something about what you're craving. So there is actually, if you can just like relax into it and go, oh my God, I'm so freaking jealous of this person. Why? Why? Keep asking yourself why until you get, until you drill it down and you'll find that's a probably a common theme. It's what triggers you in somebody else. If it makes you hate that person, oh, it's because they have this done so well. So if you can embrace the jealousy on that level, it will help you. It will help guide your business because you know what you're drawn to. That said. When you're in a creative business endeavor, and this goes for everyone, all humans, there is a time to input and there's a time to output. And when you find yourself wasting so much of your mental resources, energy, time, space, you know, obsessing what other people are doing, that is the perfect time to stop inputting, stop taking an in input, unfollow all the other photographers, stop reading the blogs, unsubscribe from the newsletters. Like, put yourself on a media diet where. Instead of focusing on other people's output, focus on your own output. You start producing more. And I've had this several times in my business. I mean, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gathering inspiration. I'm, you know, I'm redoing my website. Or I'm figuring out how I want my you know, membership model to work. Let me go like, look at what everybody else is doing. But I also know myself because I am totally prone to jealousy and like it like crashing my days. And then I unsubscribe from everything. Stop reading everything. Like I literally, like you look at my Instagram, I follow three people. My business, my local photography, like San Luis Obispo and uh Sunset Magazine, because I'm obsessed with something that's it. Literally, that's it. Just that's all. So you like, if you're in the in the dregs of it, put yourself on that diet, focus on the output. Third piece, oh yes, I remembered all three of <laughs> them. Third piece is that. Oh, uh, there's a fourth. Oh, the yeah, go for it. Don't, don't, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or your inside to someone else's outsides, right? The whole idea that you are probably in a different place, potentially a different resources. Like, it's just not worth it. But then, here's the piece that I think is hard for all of us who do something creative or without a lot of hard rules. We're not accountants. There is not a balance that you're going to hit at the end of a shoot or in what you hand over to your clients. There's no right nor wrong.
0: And that makes it subjective.
1: Is that the word that I want? Or is it objective?
0: I was just thinking that. I was like, Oh man, which that's one objective. is right. Okay. whichever <laughs> one There's no right
1: answer. because <laughs> that That's what I mean. <laughs> so, you cannot and you can't control other people's experience. You can't control your client's experience of what they're receiving from you. Right? At that moment when you like hand over or show the disc or I, I don't know how you guys present your present your stuff. Uh you can't control how other if people are gonna choose you or not. You have your best pitch, you have the best meeting, like you, you love them, they loved you. You're not in control of the actual decision. You're not in control of how other people experience of you. And it's not really your business. Your business is to show up and be the brightest, you know, you that you can be. So when I'm in that creative zone where I'm, whether it's writing or, you know, social media campaigns or whatever, of course I do all my client avatar work and I know who I'm talking to and who I want to reach. But when it gets down to it, am I proud of what I created? That is the only piece I can control. And when I can pull the focus back in on that and not on how many people bought it and how many likes did it get, it's like hold the strong intention and release the expectation because I just
0: can't control it. And if that is how you're measuring your worth,
1: you are going to be a miserable human being because there's nothing you can do
0: about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we cannot, we cannot place our value as human beings on like how many Instagram likes we have, how many clients we have compared to other people. All of these things are just, I know
1: they're like arbitrary
0: measures and it's so hard because it's, I think it's because they're, they're in theory, they're like easy measures. Like it doesn't take any work to count that, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Like you could be getting a ton of likes on Instagram. You could have a ton of clients, but maybe they're not the right clients and you're not happy. And that doesn't, so at the end of the day, then that's not success. If that, if you're not happy, that's not success. So yeah, I think redefining it in that way is, is something that's much harder to do, but something we have to do.
1: <laughs> I know we spent a whole month in Reclamation talking about expectations and this idea like, even setting goals, people are like, "We did this the second month because like, this always happens." So like, "Oh my god, I had to go reset all my goals because that is an expectation from my father or my crazy boyfriend from high school or what I think I'm supposed to do because I'm entering this new career." And they're like, "Okay, all oh, like, right,
0: yeah, the what you're supposed to do?" Like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. About anything about body, about business, about money, about you know how you raise your family, whatever. There's you know, loads of expectations out there. And then it was really interesting for people to start reflecting, well, what are the inner expectations I have of myself that might not be mine, that I say are mine? I, yes, I want to fill in the blank. But what does that mean? So there's a lot of like that, the why question, why am I doing this? Truly, why am I doing this? And the answer is really important for your, for your life as a human. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, that's really good. <laughs> okay. So I think that's a good segue into you have a little something um, that I think will help people do this. And it's something that I've actually gone through myself. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then I'll talk about it from my perspective. And how yeah, totally.
1: Well, everyone listening, this is not actually the point of this podcast. Ali had no idea that it was offering.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm making you talk about it because I did go through it. And I, I'm telling you, I got so much out of it. Like I, I told Molly I like started taking piano lessons because I went through this reflection with her and I, which is like nothing related to business, but made me so happy. And I rented a house in Costa Rica and invited a bunch of strangers, women to come and hang out in Costa Rica. And I think it really helped me also because that was in the time of transition when I went from my my other business that was financially very successful but didn't make me super happy into a business that actually made less money overall but made me so much more happy. So it gets really helpful. So I'm forcing you to tell everybody about it because <laughs> I think that the world needs this.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we are starting a live round, which I think is the best way to take it. of The Joy Equation Course, which is kind of my signature piece that I've been doing this entire time. That I have. this is, this is something that lasted. I mean, it's been updated as I grew and learned more. But I call it a reset button. It is what I wish they would have taught us. I mean, I don't know, like 17 or 18, or even in college. This idea that you can create your life however you like, you just need clarity. You need some time and space and the right questions to help think about what are my core values? What is my definition of success? What does that mean in my relationships, which I think is the new a new week since you took it. What does that look like in my habits, and what I'm creating? You know that idea that your your days create your life, days create your weeks, which create your month. You know, years. Like, what are you actually doing with your time with those personal resources? So, and it was what I did way back when. I actually redid mine once I had babies because my life had changed in so many ways. Slash I'd gotten a lot of the things that I'd always wanted, <laughs> and like kind of. Okay, that's smart. <laughs> What's next? Like, what is this next version of my life looking like? So it is just a process to help work you through that. And like Ali said, it's it's writing based. There are challenges to go out and do in the world. We do it live so that you're surrounded by a bunch of other women doing this, a la a Facebook group. And then for the live round, I'm actually doing Q and A calls, which is my favorite part. So people are coming up against those stuck pieces or expectations, or like, okay. Here's what I put down on my relationship piece. Yet I don't know like how to have that first conversation. So that's what we're doing May 5th. I think it's a Friday is the kickoff. And I would love any of your friends, your colleagues, <laughs> past listeners to come and like let me know that you're Ali's friend.
0: Yeah. So where can people find it? It's com
1: slash joy dash equation.
0: Perfect. Alright, I'll put that in the show notes too so people can find it. So if you go to photofield you. you can find that link or if you can remember and just go right to it, you can go right there. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so seriously. Strata joy, yeah. yeah, Strata Joy. So yeah, you guys, Molly is such a like the, her prompts. When I took it it was an email course, so you would get an email every three days and it would have a prompt and there was a theme is it still it's a theme of the month that you do that you focus on? This I think you were talking about the action ax-
1: the journal prompts, which is an extension. But this first piece is just six weeks. And you do get an email every day. You get a tiny journal prompt every day for six weeks.
0: Okay. Okay. So it has changed or I'm thinking maybe it was years ago, but it was just super helpful for me and having those like focused time and that focused question that, I would never have thought to reflect on those things and it brought a lot out for me. So so go check it out and yeah, it's I'm not kidding, it's very life-changing the way that you can reflect on these things and realize what you actually want and stop like you said, you know, setting goals that are just based on expectations that you maybe aren't even from your own life, they're from other people. Yeah. So yeah. Super awesome. Check it out. All right, Molly, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. It's so good to see you. I mean, we haven't caught up in ages and it's just, it's fun. We're on Skype. We can see each other. I know you can only hear it through audio, but it's just so fun to see your face.
1: (laughs) I know it's fun to see yours and I'm excited
0: to see you at summer camp. Yes. Okay. It's not before, but. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you guys, yeah, go check her out and take care and have a great day. Bye all. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.